I have not felt ready for the longest time to address this <laughs> or to talk about it um, just because I haven't felt like I have been recovered enough or like healed enough from this situation to speak on it as if it's something I've already overcome but I know that the holidays are coming up people are going on trips everyone's going out because it's summer and they're catching up with friends and family for drinks and for food and I know that in my case two years ago around this time I was dreading the holidays I was dreading having to eat and not wanting to eat being tempted to binge because it's Christmas and there's food and there's family and there's alcohol but I think ultimately I've decided that it can't be such an isolated experience like I know that this can happen to anyone and it's probably happening to a few of you or a lot of you around this time so I thought it was necessary to talk about it even though I don't feel recovered because I think I've made enough progress to at least give someone some support and some words of encouragement and hopefully some tips on how to work through such a difficult experience. I also want to disclaim that it's a touchy topic and I might be going into a bit of detail about some things. Um, obviously I'm not going to give you the steps to developing an eating disorder because I know myself during that time I was looking for information on it how I could do it, easy, whatever. This is not what this is. This is for help and for getting better. So I'm not going to talk about any of that, um, but I am going to be talking about like some tips for recovery. So it could be a bit touchy and it could be a bit um, triggering. So I just want to make sure that you guys know that and you can join us next week if it's a little bit much for you at the moment. But I think everyone needs to hear it. I'm also not a medical professional. I am not a doctor, I am not a psychologist, uh, I am not a nutritionist, none of that. I am just a girl <laughs> who's had an experience. So anything in this episode is just my opinion and obviously my advice is based on my personal experience. But I still do think that it will be helpful. So I'm going to get into how I developed my disordered eating, um, kind of like what led to it. Obviously it was two years ago, so it was the 2021 Australian lockdown. I was at home, I was doing uni online, I was working in healthcare at the time, and I needed some sort of release. So my release was to start walking and going outside because I was like, that's good. And I could only go in my five kilometer radius. Luckily, there was a park right next to my house. So me and my family used to go walking. I also remember getting an Apple Watch around that time, and it obviously tells you like how many calories you've burned and like exercise stuff whatever and I felt such a pressure to come out of lockdown like a new person and I think a lot of people had this where everyone's like oh yeah I'm gonna have my glow up in lockdown so that when it's over I could be like hot and I felt a little bit pressured to do that also so I do think that was a factor that played into it um but mainly it was just COVID time and everyone was anxious, especially me, about my health, about what was going to happen to the world, about all the things that I'd never gotten to do because I thought we were all going to die. And I was also, again, working in healthcare, so I was scared of passing it on to someone who was a little bit more vulnerable than me and like being responsible for someone else's death. There was a lot of misinformation going around, a lot of hysteria and I, I don't think anyone didn't experience that um, if you just turned on 
literally the tv or went on social media that was all that there was so at the time i remember feeling super overwhelmed and i just got on this apple watch and yeah that's kind of where it started and the numbers I feel like because I felt so out of control about the situation in my life and I had just changed degrees um and no one really agreed with my degree change but I did it for me and I felt pressure to do well I was also kind of feeling out of control of that as well and so all those factors kind of added up into a lack of control sort of feeling for me and my disordered eating was my way of controlling something in my life um, that you know th- it was something I could count something I could see something I could touch something I could feel and so it was easy for me to fall into that and I did it really like subtly it didn't happen like oh I'm just gonna go start starving myself whatever it was something that was adding up over time and I I do think it started off very innocent I do think I was like hey look I I can lose a bit of weight and hey look I can go walking and exercise and like it's gonna be good for me and I'm gonna be so hot outside of lockdown (laughs) outside of lockdown and it's kind of like funny to think about now obviously it's not funny it's not a a haha topic but it's just that was the mindset that I was in and I think back on it and I'm like oh my gosh like it didn't need to be like that and I think that's why it's like what the fuck was I thinking I do want to remind anyone who's going through an eating disorder or disordered eating that the severity of it doesn't matter I know for me it started off very small I just started missing you know some things and then I stopped doing this and I started doing this and it just became a bigger thing and I never felt during that entire period that I had an eating disorder or problems with my eating because it was just so small I'm like well I'm not starving myself to the point where like you know like I'm skin and bone and I'm not like overeating and binging to the point where I've gained heaps of weight or whatever it's it just felt like something that was so small I just remember thinking it's so small like I'm not dying I'm not hooked up to any anything in a hospital like it's not that deep I'm just losing a bit of weight at least that was my experience so I didn't have like bulimia I didn't have like a binging problem it was mainly that I was like starving myself and then I would binge as like a yo-yo effect so I would not eat at all and then eat a bunch and then like off of impulse and my brain would sort of shut off and like it was just it was bad so let me tell you how I realized that it started to get bad in hindsight these are the signs I didn't feel like this in the moment but now that I'm thinking about it here were the signs that I was actually struggling number one I started looking on the back of packets at serving sizes weighing out my food I would count things I had this app called my fitness pal and by the way my fitness pal apple watches everything i'm going to mention they're not bad for you they're not bad for you they're actually great they're tools you can use them to achieve certain goals and if you use them appropriately they're great apps however in this case i was abusing those that was all me so in case someone wants to sue me it's like oh she's saying that apple watches give you no 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 i did this to myself but these were you know things that were a bit you know I guess they helped me a little bit 
in what I was trying to do, which was not good. But I started counting everything. And I noticed that, like, my mum, <laughs> my mum or my brothers, like, they will come around while I'm eating something and, like, taste. If I've just cooked for myself or, like, I'm eating something, like, my mum will always, like, come over and have a taste. And, like, it's fine. It's never bothered me before. She's done it my whole life. But I remember, like, making meals and measuring them and knowing exactly what was in them and, and having this self, like, this sense of control that she came around to have a bite and it really agitated me i was like oh my god now i have no idea how much is in this like i have no idea and it was like it it would make me panic like i would almost have a panic attack over the fact that someone just had a bite of my food because it meant that i didn't know if we had takeaway i would avoid it because i didn't know what was in there if we had you know certain ingredients in the house I would find alternatives for them because I couldn't have them so I began to have fear foods things like that I wouldn't eat pasta like all this crazy stuff that was so completely different than what I was doing before that's why I say it was crazy because if you've grown your whole life not eating pasta it's not crazy like it's fine you just don't eat pasta but if you eat pasta and then you automatically are just like I hate pasta I'm not eating pasta anymore that's different it's an obvious change so for me not eating pasta was crazy because I love pasta and I was like no I'm not gonna eat that it's a fear food now like bread and things like that that are otherwise really 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 good for you I just developed sort of like a fear I was actually genuinely scared to touch this food to eat this food for my parents to cook for me because I didn't know what or how much of what thing was in there and it just became like a, a cycle where I was just going crazy and like I felt overwhelmed because I'm like okay here's this thing I thought I could control and then well I was like okay so here's this thing I thought I could control and now I'm not in control of it anymore because everyone keeps touching my food and some people are cooking for me but they're adding so much of this and this and not enough of this and it was crazy it was wild I didn't have any alcohol which was probably good for my mental health but the reason I wasn't drinking alcohol was because I was afraid of what was in it and with alcohol sometimes they don't have like a little serving thing on the back so you genuinely have no idea sometimes I could scan into one of those apps that I was using but I generally just stayed away from it because I was like no this is bad and I would like go on social media and be like consuming a whole bunch of things and having that sort of anxiety about food when I'm a food person was an indication to me that something had changed or something was going wrong because I'd never felt this trapped by food before and so I want to say that the severity of it doesn't matter it's a serious topic even if you're just like doing a tiny little yo-yo diet for 20 days like the intention behind what you're doing and I'm so heavily against diets I can't tell you enough how much I hate diets like it doesn't matter if it's a one-off or if it's a small experience whatever it's not supposed to be taken lightly I never take it lightly if I see it in my friends if I see it in my family I don't take it lightly at all and I just feel like every disordered eating situation deserves the gravity that it has because it can very quickly and very dangerously and almost secretly like it can happen so privately that you don't even notice that people around you are doing it that it can be deadly and it's dangerous and it kills a lot of people and I want 
people to heal because I feel like I've done enough work that I can see now that food is fuel and I want people to heal I want people to recover now that you guys have gotten a bit of a backstory about me I want to discuss how you can heal because obviously it's nice for me to open up but it doesn't really help you or provide you with any tools to deal with it yourself so I'm going to talk about it in two parts the first part is how to heal if it's you who's experiencing it And the second part is how you can help other people around you who are experiencing it, especially around this time of year. I think I made seven steps, I believe. Number one is to delete all the apps. I mean it. You don't need them. You don't need them. Unless you are bodybuilding, you're training for something very specific and you've got, you know, accountability people and nutritionists and personal trainers and stuff helping you out with all of that stuff. Delete the fucking apps. Delete them. Delete them. You don't need them. You never needed them before you knew that they existed, so you don't need them now. Unless, again, it's been advised by someone who's a professional and someone who's keeping you accountable and you're doing it healthily, delete the apps. It's not worth it. I took off my Apple Watch. I haven't worn my Apple Watch in over a year. I think now I can probably wear it again. I'm just, like, too lazy to charge it, but I took off my Apple Watch. I didn't wear it for a while. I deleted my fitness pal off of my phone. It was gone. Out of sight, out of mind. So that's the first step, delete the apps. Secondly, I know that personally after this experience with MyFitnessPal, et cetera, et cetera, I knew some food portions, calories and macros and all that kind of stuff off by heart. Like I can tell you how many calories are in a lot of foods still. It's committed to memory. It's just in my brain now forever. And so number two, I want you guys to focus on intuitive eating It's essentially eating until you feel satisfied and, you know, it's kind of like a focusing on your hunger cues as opposed to what exactly you're eating, how much of it, etc. It's just like, oh, like eat until you're satisfied, you're no longer hungry. And this can be a difficult step. I know it was for me, um, for people with eating disorders, because partaking in starvation or binging like I did I was doing like a bit of a yo-yo I would like starve and then binge and then starve and then binge it was like really intense um it can actually set off your hunger cues completely like it causes an imbalance so you actually don't know when you're hungry you struggle now to realize when you're hungry or when you're full because you're always at either extreme you're either really hungry all the time or extremely full when you're binging so I want you to just kind of focus on your plate I know that on Pinterest if you search up like balanced meal plate or like balanced plate or something like that it shows you like oh a circle which is your plate and then what portion of the plate should have what like half of the plate should be vegetables and then like a quarter should be protein like things like that so you can always use that as well as like a guide to help you while your hunger cues are coming back and like are still being built up again to the point where you can kind of identify oh I'm hungry oh I'm satisfied I don't need any more food and I find that way like a balanced plate sort of diagram to be very helpful because it doesn't tell you what you should be eating it doesn't tell you that you should have chicken broccoli and some rice it doesn't tell you that like it will just tell you like hey you can pick a protein and you can pick a carb and you can pick your veggies and like make sure there's some fats in there and I think that that makes it really good because it opens you up to the idea of trying fear foods again and it also makes it a bit realistic and easier to follow 
if you've got like different foods that you can afford or like that you like and don't like so that's my second one focus on intuitive eating until your hunger cues are back you can use the plate method or like the diagram and try to balance your meals that way but intuitive eating that's where it's at that's the only thing that I have found that makes me feel strong makes me feel full makes me feel satisfied and also I'm I'm a, I'm feeding myself I'm getting all the nutrients that I need through that it also makes sure that I'm not avoiding any foods I can have sugar I can have carbs all of these scary things that people put out as buzzwords to freak you out I can have all of that and still put them in my diet and not feel overwhelmed or shitty about myself number three is to talk to friends and family reaching out to your immediate circle is really important because that's what keeps you open and accountable eating disorders can be very very private and very secretive because it's kind of shameful like at least for me i felt very shameful when i was doing it i knew i was doing something wrong and i didn't want to be picked up on it so i tried to make sure i was keeping it a secret and i'd be like oh yeah i already ate like whatever and try to lie to people so when you tell people and then you slip up and you like kind of relapse they can catch you on it and then make sure you're not harming yourself any further um but please do because this is such an important thing please do pick people that are loving and have your best interests at heart don't pick someone who if you don't eat is going to force it down your throat or is going to shame you for binging or is going to don't do that don't pick people like that you you kind of know who you can tell and who you can't about that kind of stuff but definitely pick people who are loving people who are there to support you and people who are open to your recovery taking a while and not being so linear make sure you've got good people around you because that really really does help number four is to start slow do not expect to just go all in and start eating normally again you can set a small goal every week or you can do a daily or a monthly goal depending on what it is Um, This can be tackling a fear food each week, adding more bulk to your foods, doing the balanced plate method, working your way up to full meals or like working your way down to full meals depending on what kind of thing you have, Um, trying not to throw up, all that kind of stuff um, is very helpful in returning back to eating normally but you can't just you know say today I'm recovering and then tomorrow you start eating normally again your brain has become accustomed to this way of life even though it's a negative way of life our brains are just adaptable that's just how humans work and so it's very important that we're easing ourselves back into good habits and maintaining a lifestyle change not just oh like I'm just gonna do this for a little bit recover for a little bit and then end up eventually relapsing so you want it to be a lifetime commitment you want it to be a lifestyle you want healing and recovering to be a way of life and not just another phase number five i want you guys to remember that you will most likely backtrack and whether that's in mindset or action i'm actually going to tell you guys a story um i believe it happened i want to say it was this year i want to say it was earlier this year i was with my boyfriend at the time and I think he had come over and he brought like I really love these like sour worms the trolley lollies ones the trolley trolley lolly ones I think they're called trolley lollies anyways everyone knows the ones I'm talking about the little gummies and they have different colors so he bought me a small bag I think it's like 300 grams it's like it's pretty small but it's also a big packet and I remember we were watching tv and he brought it over I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating. And I'm not really paying attention because I'm watching 
the show and whatever we were watching. And then I looked down and the packet's finished. I, I kid you not, he probably had like two or three at the time. Like, or maybe, I don't know. But like he did not have more than like 10 of those worms. I was the one who was craving them, so I ate all of them. And then I cried. Like I wept. <laughs> I reached the bottom of the packet and I looked at him and I was so scared. And he was like, what? And I was like, did I just eat this whole packet? Like, did I just eat this whole packet of lollies? And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's fine. And I was like, no, it's not fine. And I cried. I literally wept. I cried. I had a breakdown. And it was because I was like, oh my God, like now all of this is in my system. And like, I, I can't believe I've done that. And, you know, I just... I don't know how I did that. I ate a whole pack of lollies. Guys, it was fine. I did not die. The next day I felt fine. I didn't even have a stomach ache from these lollies. It was just the realization that I'd gone through a whole packet. I think part of it was shock because I was like, there's no way in hell that this time last year I would have eaten an entire packet of trolley lollies. But then I was also crying because I was like, oh my God, I just ate a whole packet of trolley lollies. Like, this is just, this is not good. I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good. And it was fine. I eventually calmed down and I felt okay. I still felt like shit for pretty much the rest of the day about it. Like it was still in the back of my head. I was no longer crying though, but it still hurt. I want you to know that this is okay. It's okay. You're a human. Recovering is hard. Do your best and keep pushing. And every day is a chance to start again and habits take time to break, especially bad habits. And I ate a packet of trolley lollies last week, a whole packet to myself, and I, and I'd do it again, I would do it again, I was fine, I'm still alive, I'm still happy, I'm still well, um, so yeah, you'll most likely backtrack, whether it's your mindset, or whether you actually physically do something, you'll backtrack, it's fine, tell your accountability buddies, let people in, let them know what's happening, cry it out if you need to, and then move forward with your life, because it's okay. It'll get better still. It's not over. Tip number six is to acknowledge your progress, no matter how big or how small. Again, even if it's just eating a fear food once a week or monthly making some improvement, I want you and the people around you to encourage you to keep going and that you're doing well and to really affirm yourself that like, hey, I'm doing the best thing for me. I'm getting healthy. I am eating as much as I should be eating and I am getting better for myself and for my future self and I'm not afraid of food and it's fuel it's fueling me it's good for me tip number seven is to address the underlying issue this is probably the best tip that I can give you because this is the thing that has kept me from relapsing is I have actually gone to therapy and dealt with the root of the issue which for me was my anxiety was my lack of control in my life was my it was that I wasn't 100% confident in myself. I wasn't 100% confident in my decision to change my degrees and I was overwhelmed by my workplace and it was stressing me out and being in that kind of environment. And so I have really, really made a conscious effort to address the actual issues of the problem. Like I am addressing the fact that like, hey, look, work kind of sucks and I probably need a new job. And hey, look, I'm doing a degree that I love and I need to affirm myself and like this is the path of my life. And some things come with time to work through and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, I feel a lot better. And so addressing that issue, I'm like, I don't feel 
a lack of control. I don't feel out of control or anything. So I don't feel like relapsing and going back. So please, please, please address the underlying issue. And this one flows right into number eight, which is my final tip is seek professional help. Therapy, rehab and helplines are really great. Um, I know that, you know, you're like telling your friends and stuff and you're telling your family, but sometimes they can be the root of the underlying issue. And so you can't really open up to them or talk to them in the best way for you. And you can't do it in a healthy way for you. And so you just need sometimes to go to a professional and that's fine. You don't even have to make it a regular thing. You can just go once off, but just knowing that you have professional help when you need it helps you feel a little bit more secure medically. Now I'm going to go into how to help somebody else. If you're fine with your food stuff, but you know someone else who's struggling, here are the best ways that people have helped me and that I have helped other people since recovering. Number one is to listen and accept. Listen. I cannot emphasize it enough. Listen. The person knows what they're doing is not good for them. They know that. They don't need to hear it from you. The person knows that this is, you know, not a great thing. It could kill them. It's dangerous. Whatever. They know. They know. Trust me. They know. I knew and I didn't give a fuck. I did not care. I did not care. I only cared about control because that was my underlying issue. And so I want you to listen and to accept. No judgment. And no matter how much you love them, please do not force recovery on them. And don't don't force speedy recovery on them. Or it will push them away and like back to relapsing into negative habits number two is try to avoid triggering words and try not to comment on their body on their weight on their appearance on the calories or the food choices even be aware because i had like someone i opened up to and then they mentioned it in in front of a group of people like in public They're like, you have to eat, you have to eat. And I was like, shut up, shut up. (laughs) It's such a private thing. So make sure as well your environment is good when you're talking about it and try not to do, try not to remind them that they have disordered eating issues. Try not to remind them, you know, of all these things because it's not really necessary. You don't really need to be doing all that. It's kind of extra and it pisses me off when people do that because I'm like, where's your self-awareness? Obviously, this is an embarrassing thing for me or like, a secret thing for me so I don't want everyone in the room to know I just want you to support me and for us to help each other so yeah be aware of your environment and don't use triggering words number three encourage and affirm that they have your support every step of the way honestly recovering comes down to the person who needs to recover and sometimes they just want to keep going and kind of do their thing it's very hard I know that there are some instances where you'll just need to step in and force it anyway because it's getting out of hand and they're so far gone that they don't have I guess the capacity to reason with you and kind of see things from your perspective because they're just so into it and it's been a long time coming please just affirm that hey you know what I'm here for you I am here and encourage them and try not to take any of their issues on because it's not on you and most of the time it's not something that they want to think about either they don't want to be guilted into oh my god now this person has to worry about me and I also don't want you to carry on their burden because it's their issue at the end of the day you kind of have to separate yourself and them even though you love them even though you care for them it is their issue and it's on them to recover for me when I decided I was ready to recover it was on me to recover I wanted to recover, so I did. And so I started making the necessary steps. 
those are all the tips that I have. If you guys can think of any more, feel free to share them in the comments on today's post. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Please speak up if you need help. I am also always here for you if you feel like you need someone to talk to and you don't feel like your immediate circle gets it or you don't want to kind of tell people in your life text me i am always 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 available especially for something like this i just wish that i had people to talk about it too when i was going through it and so i definitely want to be that for you guys if i can and if you'll have me so definitely let me know and i can always you know support you and at least give you words of encouragement and help you through your journey as well but again i am not a psychologist and i am not a doctor i am simply a girl had an experience so um, I will also be very much encouraging you to reach out to professional help for you know just some extra support and some steering in the right direction Um, if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts please leave a rate or a review I love you so much you guys thank you for your support take care of yourselves this week and I'll see you next week